Hello and welcome to Speaking of Auburn Hills, your favorite local government podcast in Michigan. I'm Kyle Sislowitz. I'm the media communications specialist for the city of Auburn Hills, and I'm joined as always by city manager Tom Tangi. Good afternoon. Thanks to everyone listening right now. Uh, you are tuned into episode five. Yes, number five. We've been doing this for a couple months now. Hope to keep it going. Uh, before we begin, as always, uh, we want to let everyone know that playback of each episode is available on SoundCloud and iTunes for your enjoyment. Hit that subscribe or follow button and you'll never miss an episode. If videos are more your thing, you can watch us uh, record live like we're doing right now on Facebook Live. However, I did just see uh, when I was recording on Facebook Live, you can do Facebook Live audio now, which is essentially live streaming a podcast. So I'm going to do a little research and see if that's appropriate for next time. Um, but as always, when we do go live, we'll announce the day and time on social media for the next episode so you can catch us then. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we got a blog on WordPress, a couple of blogs actually, um, and all that stuff promotes our latest and greatest news in the city. Just search City of Auburn Hills. So let's get to this week's topic, the amphitheater in Auburn Hills. Um, I think it's been brought up here and there. I don't know if still a lot of people know, especially from outside of the community, what uh, what's potentially going to happen there in the downtown area. So if you would, just uh, enlighten us a little bit with uh, what that project's all about. Sure. I want to start first, though, by vouching for Kyle. I had lunch with him today. So the fact that he gets tongue-tied and messes up the intro every time has nothing to do with the fact that he drank his lunch. All he had was yeah, salad. It I had the same li- thing. Yeah, it wasn't a liquid lunch. It was not a liquid lunch, so that was just uh, uh, a little mess up on his part. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to be here to talk about the amphitheater today and a uh, uh, little different set today. You know, we're always, uh, we're always broadcasting or recording from my office, and uh, you'll note the the extra prop here today. Uh, We're giving props to the prop here. Um, We have the logo here of the Auburn Hills Community Foundation, and I'll talk a little bit about how that plays into today's conversation about uh, the amphitheater uh, project. Um, Yeah, before you start too, um, for for everyone that is watching on Facebook Live, if you have any questions throughout, uh, feel free to shoot them my way on Facebook. I'm on here, and I'll answer them probably at the end of the... uh, the topic. So if you do have any questions or comments, feel free to fire away on Facebook. Especially if your question is, how do I participate in making a donation to the amphitheater project? Then I, we really want those questions. We like those. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lead into something I have in my hand here. Um, so a little bit about the amphitheater uh, project. It's um, it's part of something that was originally called the River, Watt, uh, River Walk project, and this was going to be phase one. Um, so phase one of the project contains not only an amphitheater, but also um, a brick paver plaza area, uh, seating for the amphitheater for viewing what's going on at the amphitheater as far as um, entertainment, and then a motion-activated splash pad for children. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know uh, anything about uh, the location, it's at Riverside Park, which is really located sort of in the core of our downtown. It's a, it's a beautiful park. Uh, most of the park is sort of for passive recreation. There's a pavilion, picnic tables, uh, things like that. But the, the greatest uh, part of that park is that the main branch of the Clinton River runs through it. Mm-hmm. And it's an absolutely stunning part of the river. It's, it's uh, 
um, kept free of debris. We do a uh, fishing derby, which is actually coming up this uh, Saturday. This, this Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, last weekend we had Paddle Palooza, um, which is where we 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 throw kayaks and canoes in. We had 155 people registered for that event last weekend, highest uh, highest ever. We usually get about 100 participants. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a friendly competition between the mayor of Auburn Hills and the mayor of Rochester Hills. And we do about a um, eight mile uh, paddle down the Clinton, uh, Clinton River, and we end up in Rochester Hills at the Rivercrest Banquet Center, which is uh, the, the ending point, about eight miles. And um, so uh, I don't want to keep rubbing it in, but uh, our mayor once again took the mayor's cup. Uh, again, it's a it's a friendly competition between the mayor of Rochester Hills and our mayor, and and I think this is our third year in a row that we four won years, it. but who's counting? Right? Oh, four years. Okay, all right. Sorry, Mayor Barnett. People, people don't uh, forget. Sorry, um, but anyway. Um, uh, Mayor Barnett doesn't care whether he wins or loses. He's uh, a good sport about it, and we're great. We're they're great neighbors in Rochester Hills. So, anyway, uh, enough on that event uh, because we're supposed to be talking about the amphitheater project. So, uh, I mentioned amphitheater plaza and splash pad, um, and the lead-in was the community foundation because this is a project that we started talking about actually several years ago. There was a master plan for the downtown. Um, and then more recently, probably seven, eight years ago, I think it was, we did a, um, uh, another larger kind of strategic plan for the downtown and looked at how we would market our downtown. Um, and one of the things that was a recurring theme is to have some place like, uh, or some amenity like the amphitheater uh, in, in the, in the uh, Riverside Park as a as, um, amenity that would draw people to our downtown. Mm-hmm. For years we've done a concert in the park series and that's where it, it you know it takes place down there now but we really don't have an appropriate uh, sort of venue for it and when I say venue where you actually uh, where the performers actually um, perform their craft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and those concerts are well attended too. So it, Yeah I, I mean I think about 300 people attend the concerts yeah. But we were hearing, you know, we we're hearing stories from other communities that have much greater attendance. And these are in, even in communities that have far, far smaller populations than Auburn Hills. And we think that providing an appropriate amenity for performance, uh, performing arts of all sorts, is, is going to be a great draw. So, um, so part of the project will be an amphitheater with uh, some wall seating. It's tiered walls and also some grassy areas in between. So you can either sit on the walls or you can sit in lawn chairs um, in the grass. And um, seating should be at least like three to 400 people. And I think even a little bit more, I, I, I think I read in our notes here, about 300 on the seating and about 200 in lawn chairs. And then of course, that's in the immediate area of the amphitheater. You can sit further away in other parts of the park um, that aren't immediately in front of the stage. And so essentially, we, we should easily be able to accommodate about 1,000 people. Um, one of the things that we're, we're, we've done recently to kind of add to our success of the amphitheater is we changed our, um, our ordinance allowing for um, beer and wine to be brought into the parks. Now, just for the record, that action has not officially taken place. Uh, we've approved an ordinance that allows for it 
but city council will have to take action to allow for beer and wine to be brought in. And one of the key factors we found um, in terms of uh, success of concerts in the park series in other communities is that they do allow uh, people to bring in beer and wine. Mm -hmm. And um, certainly it's, there's no expectation that it becomes, you know, a drunk fest. I mean, it's a family event. It's family, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's just going to provide people the opportunity, for example, to bring up picnic basket, maybe a bottle of wine, and mm-hmm. um, or if you want to bring in some beer and just enjoy your favorite um, beverage while you're watching a concert, mm-hmm. uh, it gives you that opportunity to do so. And we think that'll actually help in drawing more people into, um, into the events. So again, going back to the Community Foundation, when we were planning this, uh, uh, this new amenity in our park, the amphitheater, we knew that it was going to have a pretty hefty price tag, and the price tag on it is about a million dollars. And the city really didn't have the kind of money it needed to uh, complete the project. Uh, after 2008, when we had the, the Great Recession, our revenues went down substantially. So as much as uh, city leadership, and, and that includes myself and the city council, the, you know, our elected officials, wanted to get this thing started, we knew that we needed to get... Uh, uh, some private contributions. So through the Auburn Hills Community Foundation, a fundraising uh, effort began. And um, that meant that we could we would accept donations from uh, individuals or corporations. And you could actually contribute to the success of the project for as little as $50 for a small brick paver uh, that's personalized and becomes part of the plaza. Um, or you could be, you could you could do something as large as a naming rights sponsor for uh, $150,000. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have had a number of corporations contribute. We've had a family foundation that is contributing a substantial amount of money. And then our tax increment finance authority, which is um, our, a local economic development organization that serves the city of Auburn Hills, is contributing $400,000. So through individual and corporate donations, we've received a little over uh, $500,000, and that's through the Community Foundation. So all of those donations that have been made by those corporations or individuals are uh, tax-deductible donations to the foundation. And um, as I mentioned, the foundation has raised a little over $500,000. We have about $400,000 from the Tax Increment Finance Authority. So we're really down to the wire uh, technically probably trying to raise the last $95,000. And we, we have uh, an expectation that that money will be available by fall and that we'll have raised all the money and have it all locked in. And right now we're uh, tentatively scheduling a groundbreaking ceremony that will take place sometime in September. That's what I was going to ask. When, when can we expect? So groundbreaking in September. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's coming up. Yeah, weather, you know, weather is going to dictate a lot in terms of uh, how soon mm-hmm. we can get it rolling uh, and get construction started. Again, we'll, we'll do some site clearing and some demolition work down there in September. And I, I don't know how far they'll get with the actual structure. Sure. Uh, that's probably more likely to uh, be in full swing next, next spring. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would guess by next summer or maybe fall, um, you know, we'll be able to cut a ribbon on uh, the amphitheater project. So I'm not sure that we'll really have it available for next year's concert series either. Uh, that's probably wishful thinking, and that's a pretty aggressive schedule. Um, but I do want to share with the audience a little bit more information. Um, 
See, this is how I know I'm getting older because now uh, I need glasses for the eight-point type here. And, uh, but uh, we're expecting about a 960-square-foot elevated performance stage with a band shell. Um, we have seven seating terraces that provide for multiple seating configurations and, and as I uh, mentioned earlier, including wall seating for about 300 people and then grass seating and lawn chairs for a couple hundred more. About a thousand square foot dance floor adjacent to the stage, and uh, we have a large brick paver uh, plaza, and then also the uh, the splash pad, and uh, the splash pad has sort of a uh, a fish theme to it since we're along the river and uh, and there's water involved. Um, so we have donation level levels that are called Great White Shark, uh, Big Tuna, Dolphin, and Starfish. And those are corporate, kind of corporate or individual donor levels, uh, as the case may be, mm-hmm. uh, that people can make to support either just the splash pad or you can make donations at uh, various levels for the amphitheater uh, project. And those are available at levels called director, strings, woodwinds, brass, or musical notes. And the musical notes are um, three sizes of uh, brick pavers that range from 50, either $50, $100, or $250. And they're a great thing for citizens who want to participate because um, whether, you know, depending on how uh, large of a presence you want to have on that uh, um, uh, plaza area, sure. you can have your name or family name or some sort of message etched in or a company name. Even if you're a small business and you can't afford to write a check for $5,000 to be a sponsor, you can put your business name on for $100 or $250. So there's a level of contribution that can be made so that everybody has an opportunity to participate uh, in this project and you know feel that they're a part of this kind of grassroots effort to build it. And that's uh, brick pavers and all the other levels. Are those still open? So in case someone's watching right now, they do want to buy a brick paver, is that still available? You bet. I, uh, as I said earlier, we're, we still have to raise $95,000. <laughs> so um, if you want to make my life easier as a as city manager uh, and you want to write a check for $95,000, I'll, I'll actually come and pick it up. Um, but uh, certainly it's been donations at all levels that have uh, raised the about 500, a little over $500,000 so far. About $505,000 has been raised uh, privately. So um, we have 95 to go, and we don't mind taking it in $50 donations or $50,000. Mm-hmm. So, and, the, and the foundation's been a great uh, part of this. They've helped to... Um, uh, you know, get the word out on it. And I want to mention, and I don't want to, I don't want to forget this, but if you go to the city's website, which is auburnhills.org, you can still find information. There's a, um, I just happen to have the form here. I don't think that probably shows up real well, but there we go. Um, but that form, uh, is a donation form, and it talks about all the donor levels that I mentioned earlier. We also have a, um, uh, we have a brochure that talks a little bit more uh, in depth about it, but certainly anybody who would be interested in contributing to the project can do so by either uh, printing off this form online at our website, again, auburnhills.org. You can find it there, print it off, fill it out, and send it in. The address information and who to make a check payable to is, is on there. Or we're happy to take those phone calls here at the office. Uh, our office number is 248 
1-800-242-9440. And we'd be happy to talk to you about how you can uh, participate in this great community project. Mm -hmm. And that form that uh, I just brought up to the camera, that is uh, interactive on the web. So you can fill it out on our website and then just print it off or just email it to us. So you don't have to uh, actually print out the paper. You can just type it in on your computer. So streamlining the process a little bit for you guys. Yeah, yeah, that is is available on our website in case you missed it, auburnhills.org. I believe it's on, it it should be on one of the banners that kind of flips through on our front page of the website, which uh, we won't talk much more about the website because there may be (coughs) some changes coming soon with that. So we'll talk about that another time. But yes, um, if you guys still do want to donate, if you want a brick paver, it's not too late got some time. So uh, feel free to go to our website to check that out. Um, speaking of the Community Foundation, um, I don't know how many people are really familiar with it. Just kind of brief, because people are kind of looking at that like, huh, our old branding, our old stuff, but it says Auburn Hills and it says Community Foundation. Right. What's that all about? Well, actually, and, and you mentioned old branding, we uh, we use the the uh, kind of a takeoff of the old logo to create the Community Foundation logo. And we feel comfortable with continuing to use uh, that logo for the foundation, but the foundation was formed probably about seven, eight years ago. It became a little bit more uh, active. Um, obviously, it's a it's a nonprofit foundation that's intended to serve uh, sort of exclusively the city of Auburn Hills. So uh, we receive uh, again individual donations, corporate donations, in support of the activities that the uh, the community foundation funds and. And we, we focus on events for either the elderly or children or um, the environment or um, military uh, could be active or uh, retired military. Um, and what we do is we receive applications for funding. We're not, uh, we haven't grown at, to be a real large foundation at this point. It's not like we have, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So. We, we are sort of limited as to how much giving we can do at this point, you know, grants uh, out to uh, organizations. But um, we do support uh, certain organizations pretty regularly. And I'll give you an example. The, the, the foundation supports the Rochester Area Neighborhood House. Mm-hmm. And Rochester Area Neighborhood House provides a lot of great services to the citizens of Auburn Hills. In addition to Rochester Hills, Rochester Oakland Township, and I'm not sure if they reach out further than that. They may, but um, they do a lot of great stuff for for our citizens, especially citizens that are in the most uh, dire need. Um, Things like emergency rent payments for someone who's about to be evicted. Uh, They have a a food bank. They have a closed closet. So they can really help. They can go in on an emergency basis. Let's say someone has a fire. Um, you can go to Rochester Area Neighborhood House over in Rochester Hills and you can pick up clothing and food and get some things to kind of sustain you through this, you know, a, a bad time in your life. And uh, they really help you to kind of get back on your, your feet. So uh, organizations like that are who we grant to. Uh, we support the um, Auburn Hills Senior Center Meals Program. Uh, we're doing a project right now that um, I'm particularly interested in, which is uh, we have the Matilda Wilson Boys and Girls Club here in Auburn Hills, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, deferred maintenance in that club. 
Um, if you're familiar with uh, boys and girls clubs across the country, they provide a lot of great summer and after school programs for youth. And uh, the building certainly needs some improvements. And so um, one of the things that we're doing right now is we're replacing all of the carpeting throughout the, uh, the Boys and Girls Club here in Auburn Hills. And in fact, that's going to be done next week. Wow. Uh, all the hallways, the meeting rooms, the offices, uh, it's pretty worn out. They've certainly got their money out of the carpet they put in, I don't know how many years ago. But that's something that the, the foundation is doing to help out the Boys and Girls Club. So. Uh, we do a lot of great things. Uh, we also ha we have a Adopt-A-Bench program. Uh, we've kind of determined there's a lot of uh, foot traffic, a lot of runners, walkers, bikers along the North Squirrel Road uh, corridor here in Auburn Hills, which is right outside my office. Yep. And um, we realize that if you go from the north end of the city to towards the south end of the city, it's uh, quite a hike and there's no place to sort of rest along the way. So. The foundation started an Adopt-A-Bench program, and for $450 donation, you can adopt a bench, have your name or a company name or whatever the case may be, put on one of those benches, and uh, we're installing 10 of those along the North Squirrel Road corridor. And uh, fortunately, we advertised it for about two weeks, and we sold all the benches. So that was, it was great for individuals and the corporations to come out and support that, that effort. So that's sort of a sampling of what the foundation is about. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I think that's uh, just about all the time we have. There's our siren. That means there's, uh, there's Kyle's hokey siren. <laughs> there it is. Back to my broadcasting days. Uh, hokey sound effects. So that means we got to wrap this thing up. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Do you know what you want to talk about next time yet or no? I have, I have a lot of ideas about things I want to talk about, and I haven't decided which one it's going to be yet. So I'll, uh, we'll keep everyone in suspense at this point. Okay. So uh, TBD for the next topic, but like we do always, we try to do these every three to four weeks. I think this one was about just a month after the last one, so we'll, we'll shoot for some time in uh, late June, early July. Uh, thanks again, you guys, for tuning in. If you have any questions about the amphitheater, please give us a call or go to our website, um, auburnhills.org, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you do have or talk to you uh, a little bit about the project. But for, uh, for today's episode, we're going to call that good and wrap it up here. I'm Kyle Sislowitz signing off, and uh, Tom Tangy. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. <laughs>